All right. Welcome to Semper Sometimes with Benny. So um, I'm just going to go. We've tried this like four times. So, hey, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But that's the beauty of technology and my podcast. It's, uh, you know, it's not the best, but hey, I am who I am. So without <laughs> further ado, um, I'm going to introduce my buddy, uh, Darnell Holston. Um, stats aren't in the Marine Corps. Did recruiting together. Um Kind of messed around a couple of times, but really didn't get too much um, time together, which I, I, I think it would have, I think we would have killed it as recruiters together. Um, but, you know, I, I think the two of us, you know, had a lot in common and I, I had a lot of great experiences with you. Um, and I wanted to have you on the podcast just because of your, you know, your can do attitude, your, your, the mentality that you always brought to the, any area that you were with. And, you know, the poolies loved you, you know, you had a social media, um, you know, and, and people just, you know, meeting you, they immediately, you know, just got got along with you just because of who you are and how you act. Um, so I just kind of wanted to have you on here just to talk about a positive mental attitude, you know, and just, you know, mental toughness, life and, you know, being a family man, being a staff sergeant, you know, now back in the Fleet Marine Corps. So um, first of all, man, just without further ado, welcome to the show and thank you for coming on, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate. It. I appreciate you having me, man. It yeah, took man. some time. Nah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, are you are you all moved in and everything? Uh, pretty much. We're like at like ninety five percent. We just got like a little bit of stuff that we gotta, you know, still putting up pictures and shit like that. But other gotcha. than that, man, everything else is good. I got my no, gym no. together in the garage. So that's, oh, that's okay. <laughs> all right. So you got the own gym and shit. Okay. So Absolutely. before before we even talk about anything, I just kind of want to know, like, have you? Have you always been a gym rat? Like, have you always been in the gym and, and, and shit? Or is it like a kind of like a, a new thing? Or like, was it always like a type of thing for you growing up? Like, where did it all come from? So when I was growing up, I um I was actually the small kid. Always smaller than everybody else, man. Um, And when I got uh, stationed in my first duty station in Hawaii, uh, my big brother, Sleepy, um, believe it or not, his name is Sergeant Bennett. Um, <laughs> He uh he took me to the gym one day. He needed to lose some weight. He was like, hey, you're coming to the gym with me. And I was like, what? And I was like, all right, whatever. I was like 140 pounds. And he did this. We did this leg day, and it fucking crushed me. Like, I was out of the game for, like, two, like, damn near two months. <laughs> and I almost tore my back muscle. Uh, almost, like, I strained oh, my hamstring. Oh, God. It was horrible. So, like, after that, I was like, that will never happen again. So, I just, like, from that point on, I mean, I, I was just always been building, been building, been building. Um, you know, just like everybody, you fall off every once in a while. But I just really got into it. And then when I got out on recruiting, um, I'm kind of a weirdo, like an introvert. So, mm-hmm. I was like, I need something that will set me aside from everyone else. And everyone told me, like, when you get on recruiting duty, you get fat. And I said, fuck that. I refuse. Yeah. So, <laughs> Um, after I want to say shit from Hawaii, um, in Cali. And, uh, when I got the recruiting duty, um, I got the recruiting duty being in the face of, of the public, it just kind of made me like, it was like, there's no way you can slack. Cause I refused to look bad in my uniform. So that was my selling tool. Mm-hmm. Like just, hey, the Marine Corps helped me get like this. You know, it was, it wasn't all the Marine Corps, but it was, I mean, it provided all of the, um, all of the, all of the seasons to the soup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, and then after that, I just it's it's like my my therapy now. Yeah. You know? I just you know, whenever shit gets bad, I'm like, all right, I'll go to the gym for like 
two, three hours and haze myself and then, uh, you know, come back and feel a little bit better. <laughs> so, um, so here's a question for you, man. So, and that's good that you did that because, you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie, bro. And you know it. I was the dude who literally just, I never made time for the gym at all. For like my first two, three years on the duty, I would, there'd be times where I would try to get into it. And then I would just, I would use the excuse, oh, I don't have time. But then, you know, I would make time for the things that I shouldn't have made time for. You know what I mean? Um, so I could have been at the gym, but instead I was somewhere else. Um, and it, it's crazy. I'm glad to see. And that's the thing. Another reason why I started this podcast is because a lot of people like yourself, like you said, you know, everybody tells you, hey, you're going to go out on the duty. You can get fat. Um, but you heard that and you were like, no, I'm not going to because I'm just going to be me and I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to show people that the Marine Corps is the fittest branch. And I'm going to continue to do that by being, you know, fit in my uniform. Mm-hmm. Um, so how did you that's a question I have is how did you how did you manage, you know, being a heavy hitter? Because you were a heavy hitter. Um, how, how did you manage being a heavy hitter and going to the gym? You know, and I you you correct me if I'm wrong, but you did you work with Gunny Mabry or he, he was your staff in CIC, right? Yeah, he was my staff in CIC. For so, a did he, bit. so did he so did he kind of also help foster that um, ability or was it more so yourself or like like how did it was, so when I first when I first got out on the duty, um, my first boss, she was like, you're not going to go to the gym. She's like, you're going to make TCs, you're going to AC, you're going to, like, we need bodies, we need bodies. And I was like, all right, cool, you know, hey, I'm going to play the game. It is what it is. So, but after a while, I started noticing, like, man, I can do both. Like, this is dumb. So what I did was I still did the stuff that I needed to do. You know, I made my TCs, made my ACs and all that other stuff, brought people in. But after a while, I was like, you know what, I can fit working out into this schedule. And what I did was I hated it at first, but then, you know, it kind of became second nature. I was I would go to the gym and I would I would talk to people like because usually when I go to the gym, I got my headphones in. I'm trying mm-hmm. to lift some heavy weight. Fuck everybody else in the gym. I'm here for me. Yeah. But I went in there and, um, you know, I would just talk to people in this down the third while I was working out. Nothing too crazy. I wouldn't sit there and have like an hour long conversation. <laughs> yeah. Like I would, you know, I would just talk to them. I chop it up. And um, believe it or not, one day my uh, it, it paid off because one of the guys that worked at the gym, he was a bodybuilder, and uh, he's actually in Japan right now. Um, he hit me up. He was like, hey, man, I always wanted to do it, you know, uh, parents and this and that. But he was like, I'm a grown-ass man now. And, uh, you know, you, you made me see that the Marine Corps is, like, this dope-ass environment. Yeah. And, you know, he was in we we, we started the paperwork. <laughs> so 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 when you would do this, so you and because this is something that I always tried to do, but I just never really did it. But I heard a lot of people like Spears and other people say, like, hey, man, like, listen, I go to the gym. I just wear like a Marine Corps T-shirt or some shit. I don't even talk about the Marine Corps. And then I allow people to begin to talk to me about it. Like, oh, hey, are you in? And then the person will bring up the conversation. And then now that recruiting comes in because like. You know, because it was that was the thing for me is like I'm not a huge dude. I'm not. I was never really huge into the gym. And, you know, now I'm getting getting there. But like for me, it was like for me, I was like I couldn't recruit in a gym because I was like, what am I gonna do? Go over to this dude who's in the middle of doing his bench press? Like, hey man, have you ever thought about being a marine? So like for me, it was like awkward as hell. Like I didn't really know how to go about doing it. But like, so what advice would you give like 
to somebody who does, hey, I want to incorporate hitting the gym, but I also, you know, I, I do need to make sure I'm, you know, getting my appointments, my interviews and my contracting. Like, how did you do it? Like, they just kind of end up, you know, did you like form relationships with people? And then eventually you came to the point of like, oh, hey, I am a Marine Corps recruiter. Like, how did you go about it? Like with yeah, that kid? It's all about advertising for real. Because I always like whenever I was, uh, especially when I was in Jersey City, like I was right beside my high school. So whenever I go there, they already knew my face. I was like one of like five black people in the in the area. So, <laughs> um, I would go there, but I would always wear something Marine Corps related. And, you know, the black Marine Corps shirts, like everybody loves those. Um, mm-hmm. I would wear, you know, uh, the recruiting, the recruiting school shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, Union City High School, they had this uh, this dope ass uh, printing like there was like a printing machine that they would be able to put stuff on shirts. Oh and, shit! Yeah, they got me. They made me a shirt. They made me and um everybody in my office a shirt. Oh um, what? Yeah, on the back of mine. And if you look on my Instagram page, I have to look it up one day. I have to. I'll send it to you. But it says on the back, it says Recruiter Man. Oh was, shit. That was my. That was like my thing. I was recruiter man, staff on hosting. Yeah, I remember and, that. I remember that. It's like that. I said recruiter man on it, but it's all about advertising for real. Like you just gotta get your, get the Marine Corps um, name out there with your face attached. So that way, whenever they see you, they automatically think, oh, that dude is a Marine, and this and yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. They're gonna be like, well, why is he in Jersey? And then yeah. they come up and they talk to me. They're like, oh, oh, are you a Marine? I'm like, yeah. They're like, oh, where are you from? And they expect me to say something like, oh, I'm from. Jersey City or yeah, yeah. Uh, Bayonne or something like that. I'm like, no, I'm from Pittsburgh. And they're like, well, why are you here? I'm like, I'm a recruiter for the Marines. And literally, I would leave it at that. Like, I would just leave it open. I wouldn't I wouldn't even, like, in the beginning, I would try to, I'd be like, yeah, man, I'm a recruiter for the Marines. Did you ever thought about it? And they look at me like a weirdo. And yeah. I, I recruit for the Marines. And they just like, oh. They're like, well, how is that? And, you know, we chop it up a little bit. And then, like, after, like, five minutes, I would cut the conversation. I'm like, yeah, man, but yo, I'm gonna I'm let you go ahead and get back to your to your workout. And then I go and fucking crush some weights. If I was doing leg day, that was the best day because everyone's looking at me. I'm lifting more than damn near everybody in the gym. Yeah. <laughs> so not to be cocky or anything. Nah, it ain't more. It is what it is, man. I was with uh I was actually working out yesterday with Diaz because uh he hit me up and um he was uh he because now he lives out in Virginia. So I so he hit me up and I was just like I was asking him, so so I've been trying to freaking, I've never tried to max out on anything. I've never actually tried to get better. I've just kind of always gone gone to the gym and never had a routine or shit. And I'm finally like actually like trying to, you know, get maxes and shit like that. And, you know, I started doing chest and getting better. And I hit 225 for one for the first time. And then I was like, I was talking to him and I was like, thank you. And I was like, well, I don't know. Like, I see people doing all these different things where like they put their legs on the fucking shit and then they arch their back. And I'm like, am I just doing chest wrong? Is there something that I should be doing? And he was like, well, hey, I'm going to be at the gym tomorrow at 730. So if you want to meet me at the gym, he's like, I'll show you, you know, give you a couple of tips and shit. I was like, all right, word. So I, so I ended up meeting him at the gym. And um, he was doing leg day. He was like, I'm going to just show you a couple of things. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll just do legs with you. And then, and mind you, I haven't done legs in I don't know how long. And the problem that the reason why I don't do legs is just because every time I do legs, then they hurt for like the next two weeks. Yeah. And I just, yeah. and I'm just like, bro, I don't like that. I, I, it's a weird thing. I love the feeling. I hate the feeling. But so whatever. So Diaz was like, hey, he was like, are you sure? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to do it with you. So then me and him ended up doing, you know, doing legs and shit. And then he showed me a couple of things on the bench press. 
And then uh, this morning, I, I rolled out of bed, and I couldn't even roll out of bed. And he had just texted me. He was like, that morning, he was like, this morning, he was like, yo, so, so how your legs feeling? I was like, I haven't even rolled out of bed yet. I don't know. <laughs> and then I had to go up the stairs to freaking use the bathroom. And, bro, my, I was, uh, I, my legs were like, Ugh. but um, it's horrible. It's a miserable, it's a, it's a miserable feeling not to put on yourself. But I, at the end, you're like, yo, this is great. Until you got to sit on the toilet, and then yeah, to and then you can't get up. But um, so so the other question I kind of wanted to talk to you about was just like your mental toughness, your resilience, because like like I said, man, you you and you and Gunny Mabry, man, like every single time I talk to you, like if I was having a shitty day and I just hit you, like just hit you up, or if I, even if I just bump into you, like just being around you guys for a few minutes just changed my entire outlook. Like you guys always had this this positive mentality about like. You know, like, like I remember one day, I don't remember what you said, but I was just like tripping. I was like mad. I was like, I was, I was pissed off. I was in headquarters, and uh, it was right about when I was just about to get out. And uh, I just came in the office. I was all tight and shit. And you just looked at me, and I don't remember what you said, but it was something like you were just like, bro, who gives a fuck? It's that's yeah. it. And you were just like, bro, who cares? He was like, you were like, bro, you about to be out in two months. Why do you care? <laughs> just like, just be done with it. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I was like, yo, this man ain't wrong. But um, but so so like, like, how do you? That's my question, man. Is how do you keep that level of, and especially being a staff NCO and you know being a leader, like where you have to, you know, you do have to care, but like you care, you and Gunny Mabry care in like a different way. You know what I mean? If that makes yeah. sense. Like, yeah. so can you kind of explain like your, your mental toughness and, and how you got there? Number one, but just kind of how you look at things, because I feel like you guys think of things very differently than most. So like for me, my biggest thing is uh, like, I, <laughs> I just don't give a fuck for real. Like <laughs> to, to keep it like super, like, yeah. Right? I just like, it took some time. Cause like when I was younger, I used to care about everything. I used to always think about what came out of my mouth and, like, how it would affect people and other shit like that. And then, like, what was that? I want to say the 11th grade, I took that whole year. Like, you know how everyone's talking about, like, oh, mental health, mental health. I took a whole year to be like, yo, I don't give a fuck what anybody else said. Like, I don't care what, how they feel about me. Uh-huh. And, like, so I just literally took that one year, and I was just like, I'm going to revamp my whole life. And then from that point on, it's a, it was a double-edged sword because it kind of, like, killed my emotion. But you know like being married now like it it helps like it they they came back but i just i just stopped caring and like it just relieved so much stress yeah so like and then like growing up like i i didn't have the worst upbringing but i didn't have the best mm-hmm. and you know so it, it's just like like when people get so frustrated and upset about shit, I was like yo man i've been through so much worse stuff like so much worse stuff than this like this is not that bad Mm-hmm. I would just like always think like, man, this could be so much worse. And mm-hmm. then one of my one of my sayings, I uh, I made this up in in Cali because uh, I had a corporal who was just he was always stressed out, and I, I I put my hand on the shoulder. His name was Stickler. I said, "Hey, brother, the sun will rise again tomorrow." And he was he just looked at me and I said, "And if it doesn't rise again tomorrow, we have much bigger problems." Than <laughs> And yeah, I decided. remember. I remember you said that to me, and I looked at you dumbfounded, like, "Well, yo, that's yeah, like a, that's a proverb, bro." He was like, he looked at me. He was like, "Wow, <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the most powerful things anyone's ever said." I was like, "Hey, man, like, I was like, you look stressed, brother. You should uh, say like, go get some lunch or something." 
<laughs> yeah. Um, with Gunny Mabry, man, uh, it, he's actually he's one of my my uh, many mentors. Like especially coming out on the duty, we just had the same mentality. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was, and like usually, like like you you kind of you kind of levitate towards people who are like you. Yeah. Skin tone, mentality, freaking the way that y'all look, anything. Uh-huh. Um, and like so, I seen him. I was like, oh shit, this dude, he's into the gym. He's a black dude, you know, he's a younger guy. I was like, let me go talk to him. And the first time I talked to him, he was like, "You're weird," and I was just like, oh. <laughs> "I was like, all right." But then, like, like through recruiting duty and everything like that, like I like started talking to him. I see him as a big brother. Like he, we have the same mentality. Mm-hmm. And when I became a program specialist after him, mm-hmm. he was like, he he just told me he was like, "Hey, brother, your whole like basically your sole purpose down here, besides like dealing with the police, is to keep the peace." Mm-hmm. You know. I was like, what do you mean? He was like, everything around you is chaos. There's a tornado over there. There's a hurricane over there. There's a fucking category five, whatever the fuck. <laughs> he's just, he's like, but in your bubble, he said, in your bubble, you need to be, there needs to be sunlight. There needs to be peace and everything like that. And I was like, all right, cool. I was like, whatever. Like, I, I was like, that's that's weird. But then when I got down there, I noticed because the, mm-hmm. the ops chief was losing his mind. We yeah. had a new ops, so fucking uh who was it guzman at the time he was yeah yeah what is it bro Um, bro yeah yeah i'm gonna interrupt you real quick no you good i just gotta say this and and no and no one else is gonna understand what i'm saying besides you okay yeah well in theory yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, bro Bro, that shit killed me every day when i was there for Bro, when I was there for two months, I'm not saying no names, but yo, when I was yeah. sitting in that office, bro, and I would hear this dude, well, well, in theory, I'd be like, bro, if you say theory one more time, bro, like I would, I would just tell him, man, I would just like, man, look, fucking, uh, the, it, it, whatever can go wrong, will go wrong, man, and you have to account for that. Yeah, like he's like, yeah, but you know the numbers and this and that, man, yeah. fuck the numbers. Like I've been out here for longer than you, man. I'm telling you, those yeah. numbers. Tell you one thing, but life will punch you in the mouth, man. Like it's Yo. gonna be wrong. <laughs> yeah, bro. I remember, bro. I remember one day. Uh, again, not saying no names, but the, the other dude who was in the office, bro. I never forget this shit. So this dude's sitting next to me, and I'm sitting there. It's like eight o'clock in the morning. This dude's already on on like his hundredth in theory, and I'm yeah. just like, bro, it's only eight a.m. and you're already at your hundredth time saying in theory. So then all of a sudden, him and the other dude are going back and forth, back and forth. And the other dude just looks at me and he goes, Bennett, I'm going to need you to get out the office. And I was like, okay. So I walk out the office, bro, and I just hear, listen, mother, I've been on yeah. this duty for 20 <laughs> fucking years. I don't give a goddamn about none of your fucking theories. He's like, just listen to me. I already know what's going to happen tomorrow because I've already been there. I'm freaking yeah. bitch. It's like, bro, like, yo, shut the hell up, man. Like, it's, like, it's bro, crazy, <laughs> it, it was it's, funny as hell, man. It's so weird, man, because when you try and bring all of that regular Marine Corps thinking into recruiting duty, it never fucking works. Like, I tried it. Everyone's tried it. They're just like, oh, yeah. I used to do this in the fleet, so it has to work like that. No, motherfucker. No. have to change everything. <laughs> and that's the thing, too, man. I'm glad that you brought that up because I always say, say that to people. It's like, bro, like, and people say that, like, oh, the, the recruiting duty is not the Marine Corps. So here's the thing. it's I agree with that statement to a, to a step. But then I think that when people say that, they go way too far into the left with it. 
And I feel like people just forget that you are still a Marine. And then yeah. you you forget that you have leadership traits. You forget that you have responsibilities. And then all of a sudden, you you now have this excuse that, oh, well, I'm not in the real Marine Corps. And then mm-hmm. that's why you have bad leaders. You have bad staff and COs. You have bad, you know, you know, command members and you have people who now this whole entire thing becomes just a sales team rather than an actual, you know, it becomes a business. And it's like, bro, we got to remember that we're not in a business. This is not a business and it should never be a business. But the problem is, is that people begin to make it into a business, you know, and I know you can attest to this because I'm sure, you know, and um, this is just me speculating. So maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think so. I, 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 I would agree. I would say that you're the type of person like I am that like, bro, I'm going to tell a kid to go active duty or reserves best on, on their best interest. It's not yeah. going to be because of anything else. And, and, you know, Hey, I, I get it. We got to make mission. But if I, if I don't tell this kid the proper things and, and, in later terms, later on in life, it's going to fuck exactly. us in the end. Exactly. And that was my one thing, like coming out on recruiting duty, I was like, man, I never want a kid to be like, my recruiter lied to me. Yep. Like, I, wanted to be that recruiter so like I didn't have like amazing numbers I didn't put in a million kids or anything like that the yeah. only the one the two things that I have from recruiting duty I don't have any MCOD discharges oh shit and fucking the kids that um I never had a kid be like oh well my recruiter lied to me I had one but he was it, 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 it that was a different story like that, yeah, yeah. that's a tangent that I'll have to go on but I'm not, I'm not gonna go to that <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah it was it's just like Literally, like you just gotta tell them the truth. Like I would yeah. tell kids, like yo, you're gonna wake up and there's gonna be days, and you're gonna be like, yo, this is great. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I was like, yo, in Singapore, I was, I woke up in Singapore. I was like, when I went to Hong Kong, I was drunk for three days straight. Like, <laughs> three days, like there was zero sobriety out there. And I was like, but there's also days where you're gonna wake up in a fucking puddle. And yeah, there's gonna be a spider beside you or something like that. You're gonna be like, what the fuck? And then you're going to have to wake up, put your wet-ass camis on, and fucking go about your day out yeah. in the field. I was like, but it's going to be days. Right? I was like, there's going to be days. This shit's going to be dope. And you're going to look at the people around you. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be like, this is cool. And there's going to be days where it's going to suck. And like, yeah. the people around you, you're all embracing the suck. So it makes it better. Yeah. Like, and that's and that's the thing, man. And then so, and again, it's a, I'm glad that you're saying all of this because, like, that's the thing, man, is so many recruiters, I hated the, and like you said, man, I hated hearing that my whole career, all oh, my recruiter lied to me, all oh, my recruiter lied to me. And especially when it came to reservists, because like my thing was always, okay, well, it's not that your recruiter lied to you. It's that your recruiter just genuinely didn't know. And he just said whatever he thought. And mm-hmm. yes, I get it. It is, in fact, it is a lie, but your recruiter didn't know he was lying just because he didn't really know about the reserve program, which yep. is why I always I tell anybody I ever meet, like, listen, bro, if you ever need me to talk to anybody about the reserve program, please let me talk to him. Because like I had this dude from last week, bro, no lie. Some random dude I've never met in my life. He um he listened to my my, my podcast about the reserves and yep. he called me. He he hit me up on 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 uh on Facebook and he hit me up and he was like, Hey man, I have a kid coming in today who wants to talk about the reserve program, but he's like, I'm not gonna lie to you been on the streets like six months and he's like i really don't know a lot about it but he was like if you could talk to the kid i would really appreciate it i was like yeah "Yeah, man i was like call me call me when the kids you know in front of you so long story short (coughs) excuse me Mm -hmm. a couple hours later i'm headed home uh and i get a call from a texas number okay here he is so the kid hops on the phone and this kid's just somebody who just he was an appointment kid wasn't even sold yet kid wasn't even like ready to be a marine so halfway through my conversation i'm like hold on a minute 
I'm like, bro, do you? I'm like, Ray, that's the kid's name. I was like, do you even want to be a Marine? He was like, oh, I don't know. I'm looking at my options. I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. I was like, bro, I'm not about to waste my time talking to you for the next hour, and you don't even want to be a Marine yet. I was yeah. like, so then I started hitting him with that. Long story short, the kid's like, I, I talked to him, boom, boom, boom. Kid's like, hell yeah, I want to be a Marine. I was like, okay. Now, now you need to make a decision on whether you want to go active duty or you want to go reserves. Because a lot of people have this idea that a sales presentation is different for one of the two. And the reality of it is it's not. Because no matter what, you should believe wholeheartedly that you're going to get all the 11 tags mm-hmm. from the Marine Corps, whether it's active duty or reserves. There shouldn't, you should, your sales presentation shouldn't change based off of who you're talking to and how you're talking to them. The only thing that's really going to change is the financial piece because, okay, you can't really get financial stability from the reserve program unless you're planning on going on active duty throughout your time on the reserve program. So yeah. realistically, the sales presentation shouldn't stop. So I started talking to this kid, long story short, and I straight out told him, I was like, listen, bro, and this is what I told anybody I ever sat down with. I would tell them, listen, I'm not going to push you either which way. Because if I push you one way and then you decide later down the road that it was not your decision, then you're going to say, oh, my recruiter, my recruiter, and you're going to blame everybody else but yourself. But if I give you the opportunity to make a decision and then when we're done and I look at you and I say, hey, with your own words, tell me what it is you want to do. And then once you tell me that, I'm like, listen, those were your own words. You made a distinct decision to do X and Y or Z or whatever. And now you can never say to anybody, hey, man, my recruiter told me this. Because yeah. and the funny thing is, every every single person that I told that sh- I told them they should never be a reservist. And I would also tell them this. I'd say, hey, listen, man, you're going to come home from boot camp. And the first thing you're going to ask me is, can I switch to active duty? And I'm going to tell you, you can't. And mm-hmm. every and every one of those people were the kids oh. that came back from boot camp and were like, yo, that's right. Can I go active duty? And I'd be like, bro, remember we had this conversation? Yeah. And um, and that's the thing, man, is that you have to as a recruiter, as a person as a leader, whatever you're doing in any shape or form, you've got to sit down with people, especially young, impressionable minds. You have to sit down with them and explain all of the avenues and all of the paths so that they can make an educated decision. Because the last thing you ever want to do is have somebody make a decision that's not based off of fact. And that's not because like, yeah, we have, we do, you know, fact be, I'm sorry, we make feeling, you know, decisions based off of feelings. I'm not saying you shouldn't have an emotional, you know, connection, but a lot of the times people do only emotional and not fact. Yeah. So the reality of it is, is that we as recruiters, like you, you said yourself, you, you're still a man, you're a father, you're, you're a thousand things before you're a recruiter. Mm-hmm. And and the thing is, is that you can't lose your integrity and or just who you are as a person just because hey, the state needs three kgs this month. No, I need people who are going to join the Marine Corps and change the world, not make mission for this month. In a year from now, I'm thinking down the line. I'm not thinking about discharges. I don't even want to hear that word. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. But no, my biggest my biggest thing with that is man, I just I was just myself. Exactly, like, that's so true. I, just like I was, I was literally like I would go, I would go in there, and I would just talk to the kid like he was a regular person, like. We do the tags and shit like that. There have been times like I did tags, and I just swiped them off the table. I was like, "Man, fuck this, bro!" I was like, "What do you really want to do?" Like, yeah. yeah. What do you like? What do you like? And I, I never like. I was only time I was super professional was when I was around like parents and shit. Like yeah, that, yeah, dude. of course. Educators. Like, 
Exactly. Like, but when it was one on one with a kid, the conversation sounded just like this. Yeah. Like, just like this. Like, I would have like all of my stuff up. I had my family stuff up and shit like that. I had mm-hmm. a picture that said, fuck them kids. Like, literally, <laughs> that, was, that was my motto. Like, if you, if you ask, if you find anybody who was recruited by me or anybody who knows me, that was my fucking motto. Like, and it wasn't like, oh man, I fucking hate these kids. I'm putting wrinkle. No, it wasn't that. It was literally like some of them kids, like some kids out there were just like, mm-hmm. they were just assholes. Yeah, they <laughs> like, just thought that they were something, but they ain't nothing. Yeah. And it's like, bro, you you haven't even, your ears aren't even wet yet. Exactly. Like, so I just, I just stayed myself, man. I was just myself. And, and a lot of people were like, yo, man, it's like really, it's refreshing to talk to a recruiter that's not like a robot. I was just like, man. And I'd be like, what do you mean? It was like, well, I talked to the army and all they did was throw money at me. And not to throw shade at the army or anything. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. The branches. They're like, yeah, the army just threw money at me. The Navy wanted me to go nuke because I scored a 90 something. And then yep. they were like, I don't, know, like, the Bernie, Air Force I don't was, even want to do that. I don't want to be no nuke. Yeah, exactly. They're like, that's not what I want to <laughs> do. And I, so I asked him, like, I had one kid, he wanted to do tanks. And it was around the time tanks were being disbanded. So he signed up. When he signed up, he signed for tanks. And then they disbanded it. So I told, I had to tell him. I was like, hey, bro, look. I was like, I was like, I got good news. I got bad news. I was like, what do you want first? He was like, uh, give me the good news. I was like, well, the good news is you're going to be a Marine. I know that for a fact. <laughs> like, you're going to be camp and everything like that. I was like, bad news? Hey, tanks is going away, bro. He's like, what do you mean? I said, they're, they're getting away. They're getting they're getting them rid of them. I was like, they're, they're just not really, we don't need them anymore. Mm-hmm. I was like, they're kind of, they're like revamping it. And he was just like, oh, okay. I was like, all right. So here's the rest of the bad news. I said, for the month that you're leaving, I said, do you still want to leave in that month or do you want to push it, your date back with this uh, information? He said, no, I need to get out of here. I said, all right, cool. Your only choice. Your only choice is open contract. Mm-hmm. And I told him, I said, hey, brother, if you wish to discharge right now, if you don't want to do this anymore because of job and this, that, and the third, he was like, I was like, I was like let me know right now. I was like, and I'll, I'll, take the, I'll take the punch on the chin. I was like, I don't even, I don't even care. Because like, I'm not going to make you do something you don't want to do. And he was just like, he's like, no, 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 I'll do it. He was like, but what comes with open contract? I was like, no, honestly, brother, the Marine Corps picks a job. He's like, oh. He's like, well, what are the chances of me getting this? I was like, the same chances of you getting this. <laughs> like, the same chances of you getting any other job. Yeah. Like, but he, um, what is it? He, uh, he joined, he's actually out here in Lejeune right now, and he's a combat engineer, and he fucking loves it. Yeah. And that's the thing, man, and, and I'm glad that we're even talking about this because I'm I was the same way, man. And I tell people all the time, people are like, hey, what's your advice? What's your advice, bro? You you can't come on recruiting, and a lot of people have the problem where they come on recruiting duty and they see a, a successful recruiter in their office, and they're like, all right, I'm gonna do exactly what he does. And it's like, nope. no, you can't do exactly yeah. what he does because you're yeah. not him. Like, exactly. bro, just you be you. Don't don't try to be some different type of person. Like, bro, if you talk in some weird way with some weird accent, guess what? That's you. People mm-hmm. are going to realize very quickly that you are who you are, and that's it. Yep. Because if you if you create this persona who's not you, and then one day you're out and about and you don't realize that other people are watching you, and then somebody else comes up to you and it's someone that you you acted one way towards and now you're acting in a totally different way, they're going to be like, oh, this dude isn't even real. So, like, yeah. for instance, me. I'm a very huge asshole. I'm an asshole <laughs> to everybody that I meet in life. Like, I do some very stupid true. shit to everybody and anybody. And people tell me that. You know, on one of my episodes with Durkee, he's like, bro, I love you, but you're an asshole. Bro, that's who I am. 
Yep. I got it from my father. I've been that way my whole life. Like, bro, I'm an asshole to my own wife, to my own kids. Like, that's how I am. So when I was able to do that same thing, people would realize, like, bro, there was kids that I literally told middle, bro, I had a kid come in the office, bro. Never forget this shit. It, and one of my brand new, I was a staff NCO, one of my brand new recruiters. It was a, it was an interview. So I called this kid. He, I TC'd this kid. And I, I, you know, pretty much told the kid, hey, you're coming in the office right now. So a kid I never spoke to in my life. I was like, hey, bro, you're coming in the office right now. Be here in 20 minutes. 20 minutes later, kid shows up. Kid sits down on the uh, sits down on the couch. I've never met this kid in my life, and I'm just talking to him. And this kid's like not giving me no answers. He's just being mad quiet, and he's just and I'm just like, hey man, I was like, do you want to be here? And he looks yeah. at me and go, he he looks at me and goes, no. I was like, so then why the hell are you here? He goes, he literally looks at me and goes, well, because you told me to come here. I was like. Bro, who the fuck am I? I was like, I don't know you. He's like, why would you? I was like, why would you listen? He was like, I don't know, sir. He's like, you just you just told me to come, so I just decided. So I literally told some random ass stranger. And the thing was, this recruiter's watching me. He's like, wait, so you just got some random ass kid that just show up to the office because you told him to? And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. And, and he was like, wait, how the fuck did you do that? And I was like, bro, I was just real with him, and I talked to him out with like how I would talk to anybody else. Yep. And um, but the thing was, is I told the kid, I looked at him and I was like, listen, man, I'm not, you know, I, I, I calmed down. I stopped being an asshole. I just looked at him and I'm like, listen, man, I'm I'm here to help you. I was like, bro, you live in the middle of Freehold Borough. I was like, you don't have anything. You live in a one bedroom apartment with your five brothers and sisters. Like, I'm, I, I, I can help you get out of that. I was like, yeah. I can help you with this. And he was like, nah, sir, I'm not interested. And I was like, all right, bro. All right, so, there's a door, right? <laughs> like the door's right there, bro. You, you can go. And, um. And that was the thing, man. I remember one time I had this kid and with a lot of people who come back, you know, the kids who, you know, who you interview, like other people will like, interview kids like four or five times. Me, if I interview you once and you come back on the door, the second time you come in, I look right at you and I always say, bro, before you even open up your mouth, go home, get your documents or just don't come back. And and literally, I was one of Durkee's first interviews. And this kid, Angel, he's a Marine now. He told me like a year before this incident that he was going to join the Marine Corps. And then he ghosted me. So he comes walking in the office and I looked at him and I, I stopped him at the door. And I was like, bro, if you don't have all of your documents to go to MEPS tomorrow, then you better walk the hell out of this office until you have that shit. And I looked at him and I was like, go. And literally no lie. An hour later, this dude came back with all of his vitals and everything, and he was like, I'm ready. And I was, and then Durkee was like, and the, mind you, before the kid came back, Durkee was like, bro, why the fuck did you do that? This kid was going to eventually join. I was like, nah. I was like, he's either going to join right now or he's not. And then no shit, the kid came back, brought all of his vitals, and went, went up on deck. And it was, and the kid even said it to me later on. He was like, he was like, bro, I'm happy that you never changed. He was like, a year ago, you were the same way. And then a year later, you're the same way. He's like, a lot of people can't stand you. Like, And there's probably people who joined the Marine who didn't join the Marine Corps because of who I am as a person. But guess what, man? I'd rather you join them, like, not join because I was real with you than you join because I was fake with you. Yep. Like, and then that also just means maybe you weren't meant to be in the Marine Corps, bro. Like, if you yeah. can't take, if you can't take someone coming at you full force and just telling you how shit really is going to be. And you would rather me just butter you up and lie to you, then maybe you shouldn't be where you're at. Exactly. And you know, exactly. and 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 also now you being out there on off the field and back on, you know, back in the Fleet Marine Corps, you know, it also is, you know, another one of my episodes just recently. I was talking about it, and 
it's just people come to you. You know, you're gonna you're gonna have like yes, of course we have you know we have a rank structure. You know, it's not okay for just the lance corporal to just go up to a staff sergeant, right? We we still have those things, right? But at the same time, if a lance if a lance corporal needed to talk to you, he could feel like he's not going to skip his chain of command. But if he felt that he was more inclined to come to you rather than a corporal or a sergeant for a certain reason, he could do that. Yeah. Whereas other people would never even want to. Like there's some staff sergeants where you would never even want to talk to them because you don't feel that you could. Yep. I had but it's staff and feels like that. And I was I just never I just never spoke to them. I would always exactly. go to my corporals or, or like yep. I would go to some other staff staff and field. Yeah. And that's like, and this dude's an asshole. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And again, it's like I'm an asshole, but it's, I'm an asshole to an extent. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and that was the thing too is like you were talking about like when you were sitting down talking doing these interviews and just talking to people or being at the gym, you were just chopping it up and having a conversation with people. Yep. And that's the problem is like and you can attest to this. How many times did you have an eighty four twelve where where somebody kind of come over to you and start MC MC four in you or MC three in you and you're like bro you know what I'm not even gonna have this conversation because of the fact that I know you're trying to get me to do some shit instead of you just having a normal blanket conversation with me. Yeah. I had to it's, tell a lot. I had to tell. I had to tell a couple of them, like, "Yo, just tell me what you want, man." Yeah, like, real, just, just, don't, yeah, don't just real talk. Yeah, don't butter me up and be like, "Oh, yeah, well, I need you to do this because." Blah, blah, blah. No, man. Hey, look. Let me know what I need to do so that way I can do it. I want to go home. Yeah, like, I don't want to sit here and look at you. Like, tell me what I tell me what I need to do so that way I can do it. The mission could be accomplished or it won't be accomplished, whatever the case may be. And then we fucking move forward. Like, don't, don't. I hate that MC three, MC four bullshit. Like, yeah, and I just like you said, like you said earlier, like with the whole like Lance Corporal coming up to you, and like even though I'm a staff and CEO, like yo, like I've had conversations with numerous Marines, like all over the fucking place. Like, I was in the gym to the, I was in the gym like what when I first got here, and this random ass fucking Lance Corporal was he just came up to me and just started talking. He was talking to me because we were doing deadlifts, and mm-hmm. we we're talking about the gym and everything like that, and then the transition to like his leadership and how they suck and everything like that, and um. I was talking to him and he was like, yeah, man, I'm like, he's like even though I'm a Lance Corporal, you know, just that. And I, I tell him, I was like, hey, man, don't say just because you're a Lance Corporal. I was like, because y'all make the like, Lance Corporals and below, y'all make the fucking Marine Corps run. Yeah. I was, and I told him, I was, like, I was like, hey, I'm a staff sergeant. This has nothing to do with this conversation at all. But I was just like saying, I was like, I know for a fact that you're going to get more shit done than, than I will. Because mm-hmm. I'm going to let you know, hey, I need you to do this. And you and your group of fucking cronies I'm gonna go fucking get this shit done. Like, granted, I could go do it myself, but I got other supervision stuff to do. Mm-hmm. But like, we and then like after that, we just talked. Like, we literally like sat there for like twenty minutes talking about how like, shitty leadership is and everything like that. Like, I meet Marines every day. I was at SIF. I actually need to go do that tomorrow. But fucking, like, I was at SIF and I was talking to another Marine. He's getting out. Mm-hmm. Shit, it's fucking horrible. He's like, I'm getting out because the leadership sucks. Yeah, like. I was like, that's fucking, I was like, as much as that, like, I was like, I'm not trying to pursue, like, persuade you to change your decision because it's already been made. I was, yeah. like, I was like, we need people like you in the Marine Corps. Yeah. And he was just like, he's like, what do you mean? I was like, because you're a different thinker. Like, I was like, you could, you could get to a position where I'm at right now and you can change it. Like, yeah. you don't have to be one of those shitty leaders. And that's my game plan. So as I fucking get spun up on everything that I need to do, I'm not trying to be a shitty leader. I'm trying to be the one, hey, whatever. I'll yell at a fucking lieutenant. I'll get yelled at by the BC because my Marines did this. As long as my Marines are good, I don't care. Yeah. Like, 
And a lot of people are like, oh, man, my career is on the line. Your career is not on the line, brother. I'm telling you it's not. Like, yeah. You get, yeah. Oh, you might get a bad fit rep or you, you won't get a bad fit rep. There might be some bad remarks on your fit rep. All right, whatever, man. As long as you fucking excel in your job and the rest of the shit, you'll be all right, man. Yeah. Like, and, then, really, and, and that's I the know. thing, man. It's so true, bro. Because I was having an interview the other day with this master and she's getting out. Um, She's retiring. And uh, I asked her, I was like, how did you find, you know, yourself at 20 years? I'm like, how did you go through it? Like, you know, was there a lot of hard times? She, she was just like, Bennett, she was like, I've been in some dark fucking places in my career. Mm-hmm. And she was like, but I, she's like, Bennett, I wasn't going to retire up until just recently. Um, and then she was like, it just hit me. That was my time to go. And And she was like, you know. It's not the Marine Corps. She goes, it's not the institution. It's the Marines within it. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's exactly what it is, man. It's like when and that's something that's always affected me, man, is that when people because I'm passionate about the Marine Corps, I love the Marine Corps, everything I have, because it is literally if it wasn't for the Marine Corps, I wouldn't have what I have. Um, so what I always try to explain to people, man, is that the Marine Corps is an institution. It's not a being, it's not a living thing. It's it's just an institution with 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 you know with a set of goals and a set of mentality and you know leadership traits and all these things that we're 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 supposed to uphold. But the problem is is that people are supposed to uphold those things, and people are people and they fail and they fuck up and they sin and they do all these things and at the end of the day they fail other people. So when people say, "Oh, the Marine Corps fucked me," it's like, no, 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 no. The Marine Corps did not fuck you because the Marine Corps is incapable of fucking you. The person who was supposed to uphold things, that's the person who screwed you over or yourself. Yeah. But when you when, when you get mad at at um, at something that's not a being, that's just literally an an idea or a set of values, like that's not possible because the Marine Corps is just something that is supposed to make things better and it's supposed to make people change. But again, it's the people within it that are supposed to do that. Yeah. And and like you're saying is that and, and unfortunately we do. We have a lot of crappy leaders. Mm-hmm. Um and and you know, I'm not saying that I'm the best leader. I'm not <laughs> saying that I'm you know, I'm the you know, I should you know, shit excellence. Um, but the reality of it is is that there's a lot of people who should have never stayed in past ten years. There's some people yeah. who who should have gotten out but just decided, ah, oh, I'm already ten years in, I'm gonna stay. And then that toxic leadership just bred more and more toxic leadership. And then people who – and then the problem, too, is like, you, you know, me and me and Master and Diaz were talking about it yesterday because I said to him, he was like, bro, why do you still want to be a 12? Literally, he was like, bro, after everything that, that happened to you, he's like, why the hell do you still want to be a 12? And I was like, well, because in my thought process, the 12 is the person who's supposed to fix recruiting duty. That is yeah. their job. I was like, but the problem is, is that you have people who who want that. They they become an eighty four twelve because they actually truly want to change recruiting duty. And then as soon as they get out there, and as soon as they say the first thing at an all hands or at a staff meeting, the the senior eighty four twelve says, "Shut the fuck up, bitch. You're a boot." And now it's like, okay, well now I can't change things because now you're pushing me into this moment that okay, my clarity and the things that I want to change can't be changed because I'm quote unquote said boot. So now. I begin to just say, you know what, whatever, it is what it is. This is yeah. how it's always been. It's going to always be like this. And now instead of pe- collective minds coming together and making things change, people now are just, you know, they go with the, oh, well, you know what? It's been like this forever. We're not going to change it. No, yeah. that mentality needs to go away because we're not making things better because we say, oh, well, 
you know what? It's always been like that. So it's okay. No, it's not okay. Because, you know, if you look at like recruiting duty, how many people are getting DUIs or how many people are hiding alcoholism that nobody even knows about. And then they go back to, to the fleet Marine Corps and they leave a worse leader than they, than they came, yep. you know, and, 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 or they, you know, they hid these things that they never did because now you had time to do these things or you had time to hide these things from people. And now all of a sudden these things that you were hiding from people actually come out. And now think about how many time how many people in your, in your three years of being on recruiting duty, think about how many people you saw kicked out of the Marine Corps, got DUIs, did drugs, like all of these things start happening, and 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 is it is it leadership? Is it themselves? Like what is it? It's it's weird. It's weird because like I'm not gonna lie, I had, I had some dark times on recruiting duty, and like you know, one time, um, I actually had to call. I had to call Sergeant Major. Like I had mm-hmm. to give him a call and be like, "Hey, fucking, I'm going through some shit," and mm-hmm. he sat there, and I fucking. Love him to death, man. He's like he's one of my brothers, and he talked me. He literally talked me off the ledge. Like he was like, "Hey, that's what I want to do." Da, da, da. He's like, "You're gonna go um, uh, Monday. You're gonna go call this call this number. You're gonna go get some counseling, blah blah blah, this and that." And then he was like, "I want you to sit down, enjoy the rest of your weekend." He's like, "Don't drink, fucking just you know, enjoy your time with your family, you know." Because on Monday he was like, "We're gonna get you right." Man, we're gonna make sure that everything's cool. And I know some sergeant majors, I know some some leaders who would have just like, hey man, you'll be all right, man. Just you know, it's just it's just the tempo and everything like that. We need you good for Monday and this and that, blah, blah, blah. Like, nah, man, like that's that shit is that shit is terrible because mm-hmm. literally, like I said, when I was in the 11th, when I, I caught the shit early when I was in the 11th grade, like I took a year for mental health to like work on my own shit. Mm-hmm. And then like you can't you can't take a year in the Marine Corps to just work on your shit. But however, nah. <laughs> however, hey, bro, you got one day. Be back tomorrow with two exactly. two appointments. That's literally how it is. Like, <laughs> that's like even like on recruiting duty, it's worse. But even in the fleet, like in the fleet, like they're like, "Hey, man, take some time." But there's so many resources out there, like so many resources out there where you can like actually just talk. And then some people just are shitty at verbalizing their feelings. Like I'm one of those. Mm-hmm. People. I would sit down like when I when I went through my shit, like I had to sit down with my wife. We closed the door, like the kids were sleeping and everything like that. And we we talked, like we literally just talked about everything. And like a lot of shit got brought to light. I mean, I was running from some shit from my childhood. I was using alcohol to to cope with it. And it, it was just it was bad. And yeah, you know, she she helped me out. Like that's why I love that woman to death. Mm-hmm. Like, been together for 13 years our ups and ups yeah. everything like and she yeah. helped me she helped me become a better person she helped me become mm-hmm. a father a better husband just a better overall marine so yeah it's just like it it mental health like that's 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 why i went with that tangent like mental health yeah you have to be able to work on your own shit because if you're fucked up you're not going to be able to help anybody else especially if you're a recruiter or a leader like mm-hmm. you the one that people are coming to for shit like granted you may be able to help them out but at the same time you're still working on your shit so that's just adding more stuff to your plate yeah already overflowing 
And that's the thing too, is that like, and, and, and that's something that another reason why I started the podcast is because, you know, a lot of what you've gone through and a lot of the stories that you share are, are things that someone may be going through right now and they don't really know how to get through it. Um, and, and that's what it is, man, is a lot of, and that's the thing too, is like, if you look at the Marine Corps, you know, you'll have these old heads who are like mental health. What the fuck is that? Bitch? Yeah, exactly. Like, just get over it. Yeah, and it's just like just just, just, just go do more pull ups. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like okay, well I get that, and I still get the you know I'm not saying hey we need to go pussify the Marine Corps, but at the end of the day though there there are people you know you have some people who get out of the Marine Corps and they're they're mentally effed up because yeah. of the very simple fact that nobody ever just said hey man how are you hey yep. man and and especially because like you know I was talking about this before but you know you're people who do so many years or do twenty years like. Bro, you're uprooted from your family, you know, so now and, and and then you finally get to meet somebody like and you get really close to them. And then all of a sudden, OK, well, now it's time for me to switch duty stations. Yep. And now I have to go meet a whole new friend. And now it's like crap. And it's like and it's a good thing because now you have this repertoire of, you know, all these people who are surrounding you and friends and shit, which is great. But then at the same time, it's like, well, but you know what, man? Me and me and Ray really just got close and we really just fucking hit it. And now he's moving out to fucking Buford yeah. and I'm not. And I'm, and it's like, God damn. And, and, you know, so, and it's, it's crazy, man. It's just, and it's, and it's, you know, and that's the thing, man, is that one, one of the things I'm realizing more so with this, with the podcast and shit is just, you know, bringing people together and, and just talking to people, uh, you know, just even just walking by somebody and just be like, Hey man, how's your day going? Yep. Random, random ass person that I've never met before. Little things like that make people yeah. way better. Yeah, and um, and then also like you said, man, just like bro, you're in the gym, you know. And and I remember like when I was growing up as a lance corporal, like if I was in the gym and I saw a, and I saw somebody and it was like, and I was like, hey, what's going on, man? How are you? And they were like, hey, marine, I'm a sergeant major. Why didn't you give yeah. me the proper greeting? It's like, bro, we're in the gym right now. Yeah, like, exactly. I don't know what your rank is. Like, you don't have a sergeant major on your forehead. Like, how would yeah. I know? Like I'm just I'm just coming up to you because you deadlift mad, and you know I'm I'm just trying to see hey how the hell do I get there, yeah. and you know your rank at this moment doesn't really matter and do I have to be respectful of course I'm gonna say what's going on. you know I'm not gonna be like I'm not gonna walk up to some stranger in the gym and be like yo what's good bro what's cracking yeah. like no <laughs> but I'm gonna walk up to you and be like hey man you know I noticed you do this this and the third and like now we can have a relationship in the gym but of course yeah. when we leave I'm gonna say good afternoon I'm gonna give you the proper greeting but. We just need to create an environment that's more conducive for that. And um, and that's really what it is, man. But, you know, I definitely want to, you know, have another episode like this, kind of talk to you a little bit more about your your life, your family situation, the things that you've gone, gone through, um, you know, and, you know, whether it's with alcoholism or some of the mental issues, mental toughness, you know, that you've had to kind of go through. Um, but. You know, I just want to for now, I just kind of want to thank you because I'm do I've done like two hour episodes and I'm realizing that like after like 50 minutes, people kind of drop off. Yep. Um. <laughs> so yep. I, I'm definitely, you know, I kind of want to give this, you know, let let this linger and then people be like, oh, shit, you know what? I'm going to have to come listen to episode two with Darnell. But um, but I, we did get some, into some sick shit, man, and I appreciate you coming out here. Um, and I really just want to thank you for, you know, coming on here, man, and talking about it. And uh, I really just appreciate you and your time. And I thank you, you know, thank you for everything you've done for the Marine Corps already and the things that you're about to go do now. Absolutely, man. I appreciate you having me on here, man. Next time, uh, we'll get into some more shit. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely, bro. I'm gonna I'm gonna send you some questions and maybe if you have uh, any ideas or anything that you want to get into, um, I think we could really do do some good for the Marine Corps and and just even for the civilian world and just kind of just talk about the whole you know the whole scheme of maneuver and, and life and mental toughness and physical toughness and you know keeping the family first and you know being a man while being a Marine and and a father and all those things intertwined. Absolutely, I'm all for it, brother. Just let all me right, know. no doubt. All right, brother. I appreciate you. All right, man. Have a good one, bro. All right, you too.